And hello, everyone. Good afternoon. This is Nambud uh, Horos on Beyond the Woodline. And of course, I've got my lovely and talented and very graceful co-host, Shannon Rogers. How are you doing, Shannon? <laughs> you can never help yourself. Oh, my gosh. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Had a rough couple of weeks, but I'm doing great. Feeling much yeah. better. Yeah. Hey, do you like my background today? I got my, my, my green screen up. You know what? I just noticed that we were chit-chatting. You're right. I love it. I don't have yeah. my banner in the back today. I'm just too much work right now. But yeah, I yeah. love it. Get I up. hope it stays up there. I, I literally just put it up before the show came on. My daughter was helping me. She was standing because we, we got those high bar kind of chairs. And so she was standing on it. She was putting them up. So let's hope they stay up throughout the show. If not, I'll have to rip it down. I don't have to <laughs> deal with no, my mirror walls. So what you been up good. to, Shannon? Oh, this is my crazy month. I was in Montana for a week. I came back once a uh, couple days later. I went to Ballinger uh, for the Old Ronald Gel and Old Ronald County Gel and Old Park Hotel. And then I got back. And then on Thursday, I'm going to Mississippi for a couple days. And after that, I'm going to Florida for a week from there. And then come back and go to Bonham. But this is my crazy month. But I'm slowing things down. I got new projects coming that we'll talk about. So. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to go out to the Sam Houston, but man, it was just too hot. I wasn't doing that. I was just not. Yeah, going to do that. it's been but, kind uh, of miserable. Yeah, yeah, it was just too hot. But uh, you know, as always, <laughs> no one tunes in to hear me and you talk. They tune in to hear our guests, and today our guest is Alan Wright. He's an author. He's a medium. And uh, how you doing, Alan? I'm doing just fine. How about you, Joe? We're doing pretty good, man. We're doing pretty good. That's good. Yeah, I mentioned that uh, that that you're an author. How many books have you written? I've written eight books so far. I've wow. got nine in the works. Uh, it will be out hopefully shortly. Okay. And, That's uh, awesome. How, how will people find these books if they wanted to check you out? Uh, you go to Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash write Allen. And that should take you to my uh, author page. Okay. And uh, my books should be listed there. At okay. least that's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll look into that just to make sure that it's up there. So, yeah. uh, so, so tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. How how did you get involved in into all this uh, into this genre, if you will? Well, I was born uh, with uh, abilities. Uh, I'm a empath. I'm a healer. I'm also uh, sensitive and I'm a, a spiritual uh, psychic medium. I've had these uh, abilities since birth. Um, I had to basically keep them secret most of my life because uh, as a kid, you know, if you told the other kids that you were um, you saw a ghost or you talked to ghosts, you know, that didn't go over well. They kid uh, mess around with you and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was the same way in high school. And then when I got old enough and in my career into what I, you know, my work, I couldn't actually do it there either. I did it basically on the side, you know, but most of it was uh, in secret. And it wasn't until I retired that I came out of the closet, so to speak. And uh, that's when I started writing my books, and that's when I started uh, uh, putting myself out there as a psychic medium, also as a author, and so on and so forth. <laughs> so what was I like growing up? I, I, you know, I, I know you said that, that you kept it a secret from, you know, I guess your classmates, stuff like that, but what about your family? What was that like? Well, I believe I got my abilities from my mother and my grandmother and possibly my great-grandmother. Uh, I never saw my great-grandmother, but I had a dream one night that I saw this woman, and she was in a, uh, in her casket, and oh, she wow. had snow-white hair, and she was wearing this black dress with flowers around the collar, and uh, uh, I remember I remember looking into the room, people sitting there, and uh, I thought I was kind of uh, I was a small child at that time, too. I was only maybe five or six years old. Anyway, I was over at my grandparents' house one day, and I asked my grand. I was looking at the pictures and stuff that she had. She had this one on the mantle, 
and there was a picture of that woman and she was wearing that same dress and i asked my grandmother i said who is this lady here and she said that's your great grandmother i said really and she said yeah she died back in 1947 and i wasn't born oh, wow. until 1949 so okay. she died uh, uh two years uh, before i was born and i think that dream was her way of introducing herself to me to basically let me know and uh, my grandmother had abilities my mother did too i used to consider my mother like a, as a little gypsy girl because she's quite small about five two five three somewhere around there and she had these abilities she could tell when something was going to happen to a member of her family or something that had already happened you know and stuff like that and my abilities didn't become stronger though until after 1983 and we can get into that later if you want to. I had yeah. an astral projection at that time. And when I came back, my abilities became stronger. As I get older, they get stronger also. Oh, cool. I understand that. Yeah, that's awesome. So, like, what was, like, one of the first things that happened to you that 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 really make you think, man, there's something going on. I have these abilities. And <laughs> uh, the first thing I can remember, by the way, I think mediums and empaths, uh, I think we as have memories of our childhood that can go back almost to birth. I really do. I have memories of, uh, of myself back when I was uh, like two years old. Oh, and, wow. uh, uh, and I remember things like that. But my first uh, memory that I have of anything paranormal, basically, uh, was when I was uh, about five years old. I saw uh, an apparition at the end of my bed. It was a lady, and she was staring out the window of my bedroom. And she stood there for, I don't know how long, I covered up my head because at that time, first time I saw one, and I was kind of afraid. I covered up my head with my covers. <laughs> I don't know how long she was there. I stayed under the covers for quite some time. But I know when I peeked my head out, she was gone. But that was my first experience. I think I had my first experience with uh, my spirit animal, if you want to call it that, when I was about six years old. And it's a, a it was a, a tarantula. And ever oh. since then, I've had experiences with tarantulas, they seem to, uh, that I see them all the time, or they're around me all the time, it seems like. So, anyway, so much for that. That's an interesting animal, or? Yeah, it's more like yeah. a, or, you know, not an insect. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Joe's laughing at me. <laughs> Do you have that? Shannon, I've never asked you about that. Do you have a spirit animal or animal that yes and you know what i forgot what it was i feel so bad right now even saying that i'll i'll figure it out and i'm i'll, I'll mess it <laughs> it's been a while back i know i know i just i work with you know spirit guides and stuff like that but yeah. um yeah i, I know the beetle is like you know the egyptian ancient symbol for you know because yeah. of being cancer and stuff like that but someone told me and i can't remember it was really sweet though <laughs> I have uh, two spirit guides. It's probably the spirit lost. guides are yeah. my uh, relatives. Oh, okay. awesome! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shannon, you have a spirit guide, or how many do you have? I know you have one for sure, right? Well, I have a spirit guide and then a guardian angel slash spirit guide. One is my grandmother. She passed when I was a teenager yeah. of cancer. Um, I just always know she's with me. I know she is. I mean, she's the one that keeps cars from hitting me when they're headed straight at me and they hit the car next to me kind of thing. Um, she's just there. She's not very, she doesn't talk much, but I know she's there to for, for keep, to keep me safe. And then my spirit guide is the one that, you know, helps me go to war or, or helps bring in spirits when I'm trying to communicate with them to make them feel safe. And just kind of, I send them out to communicate and stuff like that, but well, that that's been a long ride. That's a very interesting story from a long day. <laughs> yeah. Are you a uh, medium also, Shannon? I, I don't like really putting labels on anything because I'm a work in progress for sure. Um, 
I'm definitely a very strong intuitive empath. Absolutely. Um, I do have some like medical mediumship qualities. I do have, you know, like I've, I want to get into missing people and unsolved murders, but I'm also working with a lot of mentors right now to kind of fine tune exactly because I've got too many different things going on and I need to rank wow. them in. So I don't like putting labels on anything. I just know that I, I'm loving this journey and I'm loving helping other people and, and um, a lot of new things are coming out and it's just, it's just an amazing road, but I know I'm not, I know I'm not like the average person for sure. So we're just, you know, yeah. I definitely have, I definitely have abilities, but I don't put titles on anything because because well, for myself, you definitely have, you know, since you were a child, like I just, you know, I, like what I say all the time on Joe's show, it's like, you know, a lot of people have always, since they were a child known, I just thought it was different growing up. I never really, until I got older and I've had to do the work now to try to, does that make sense? Your grandmother is telling I didn't have any right influence, now. you know, I didn't see spirits when I was younger. Now I, I do. Your grandmother's telling me right now that you are a medium and that you should uh, uh, I know, I just <laughs> find somebody that's also a medium and for you to uh, basically practice the craft and the skills because you have them. All you have to do is to uh, realize what, what they are and how to use them. That's what she's telling me. She, she's telling me that right now I have, so. I, and i am working with people absolutely i am it's just yeah, yeah. so anyway yeah she's telling so me I, that I, you're you you have abilities and there yeah. there's quite a few and if you practice them you'd be uh quite awesome in what you're doing yeah and i and i yeah. do i just she's don't announce everything you, she's also telling me to tell you that she loves you and that she's around you all the time and uh, she's proud at what you're doing and helping people and other things also in your life. And she loves her great grandchild, by the way. And uh, so anyway, she says, keep it up. And she is one of your guardian angels, she says. And she, she's also keeping you from evil, she says, uh, as much as she, she can in the spirit world. Sorry, I loved my grandma. She was yeah. a yeah, she's uh, uh, she's backing off right now, but she's telling me to tell you again that she loves you. Anyway, that was pretty good. Back. Yeah, I like that. That was good. Does that happen to you regularly, Alan? Do people just come through you, or, or do you have to kind of trigger that? Well, what happened was, I told you I'm surrounded with spirits all the time. Right. And I, I had to try to control that as best I could. And what I did was I kind of like placed the door up in my brain, up in my mind. And when that door is closed, they know to leave me alone. It's my turn, my time. Um, if the door is open, then they know that I'm okay. They can come to me. And whenever I do a show like this, I always have my door open because I don't know what's going to come through, you know? But my spirit guides, my ancestors, uh, they keep evil out too. So I'm able to do this quite freely without fear of anything evil coming in or bad. And your grandmother was, uh, Shannon, your grandmother was right there, man. Uh, the minute uh, <laughs> she was standing right there beside me. Hmm. I, I'm sorry if I uh, upset you in any way, Shannon. I hope. No, no, right? yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I think we lost connection. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, she's okay. But it's funny how you said when she backed up, we lost, we lost Shannon also at the same time. Well, that's the thing too. I've been on over fifty of these radio shows. This is this is the first time I've been uh, on video, but uh, I've had uh, static a lot of times when I'm on the air. Uh, uh, lost communication where they can't hear me, I can't hear them. Uh, a lot of times it, uh, I've lost the connection and it's just the spirits because they want to communicate also and they know I can and they're good with electronics. I can tell you that right, right. now. They can really mess you up on electronics, you know. Right. Uh, so anyway, it happens quite 
often when I'm on the air. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. That, uh, can that be overwhelming for you or, or, or have you learned how to control that? You know, at times, sometimes I do a reading and they come through and it's so emotional. A lot of times I have tears coming down my eyes wow. and I can just barely finish the reading because, uh, as to how emotional it is. And, uh, I've had a lot of great experiences when I do readings. Uh, I I had this one reading where uh, this lady's uh, grandson was uh, killed in an accident with his mother. And the yep. grandmother was blaming his mother for the accident. She kind of felt she did it on purpose, like a suicide type thing, took her son oh. with her. Oh. and. Her, he was telling me to tell his grandmother not to blame his mother and not to be mad at her anymore. And, you know, just him telling me to tell her that released all that emotion in her. And I've had a couple of readings with her uh, after that. And this one time I was, uh, he came through again for her. And after the reading, uh, you know, when you do a reading as a medium, it's your spirit communicating with another spirit, and it's energy. Your spirit's okay. energy, it's all energy. But anyway, after the reading, I went outside, and I still had that feeling inside me. He was still with me. And as I went outside, uh, he told me, he said, look to the right. And I did, and when I looked to the right, there was this big old rainbow up in the sky. He says, you see that? I said, yeah. He said, I did that for you, for making my grandmother happy. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that was so neat. I never had that happen before. Hmm. That's cool. You know, one of the strangest things that ever happened to me, uh, you know, I was talking to you about my uh, the house that I lived in prior. I think my dad was a around for a lot of that, even though I think the house itself was haunted before my dad. Um, yeah. But I was kind of going through some tough times, and I think he was around uh, for quite a few years, hanging around me, trying to see me through all this stuff. Uh, I had actually moved to San Antonio one day, and I was talking to my daughter. She was downstairs. And right next to me, there's a, there was a light switch, and it went off. And, you know, I heard it flick. It went oh, up, really? basically. The light came on. I was like, man. But for whatever reason, I just had a feeling that was my uh, that was my dad. So I stayed in San Antonio for like two years. I moved back to Houston, and I was telling my mom about that incident. I was in the kitchen, and I was like, yeah, mom, I think dad was around, and I think it's always around me and man, the light switch came on in the kitchen just just as I was talking about him, you know. So it was just uh, kind of yeah. a, a confirmation for me. Yeah, they they do that to let you know that you're right about what you're talking about about them right. or whatever. They do something give you a confirmation that that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I and, uh, lived in my wife and I lived in this apartment one time. We were eating in the bedroom and I was we got done and I was taking all the dishes out to the uh, kitchen one time. My hands were full and it was that night and I was dark in that kitchen. I walked out there and I thought, yeah, what am I going to do? And I started, tried to reach for the light switch. And all of a sudden the switch came on itself. <laughs> you know, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you know, even though I deal, deal with spirits, but when that happens, that's still kind of freaky. I'm telling you, it's still kind of freaky. Um, and it did. The light switch came on by itself. And I was able to put up the dishes and everything without dropping them all over the floor, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, looks like we got Shannon back momentarily. Hi, Shannon. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any. Uh, any abilities that I know of. I, I've always kind of felt like maybe I had something, but maybe that's just something that everyone's bored with, you know, but I've never had anything that I've actively <laughs> tried to, uh, you know, cultivate. Yeah. Um, I'm a Bigfoot guy, so that's where I spend most of my time. Yeah. You know, I think that's neat now. I've never seen one myself. I always wished I ha uh, had, but I've been, never had. I've seen a UFO once, yeah. uh, but... Yeah. It, 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 yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny. I've, I've, I'm into Bigfoot. That's my main subject, but I've never seen one, but I've seen a UFO and I've had 
plenty of paranormal experiences that you know more than yeah. I can count. Um, mm -hmm. hey, let's jump to 1983. What happened in 1983 that you were talking about? Well, <clears throat> my grandfather, when I was a, a kid, he was more of a father figure to me than my father was. My father was kind of a jerk. Um, anyway, my grandfather and I used to do things together and everything else. And and my, when he died, of course, I was an adult when he died, but it still left a hole in my heart when he died. I kind of wondered, even though I was raised in a Christian house, uh, taught there was a heaven and hell, you know, and all this. And my grandfather was very religious. And but I I often wondered if he was all right where he was at. And uh, anyway, in 1983, I got ready for bed one night, and the minute that my head hit the pillow, I went, poof. I was like in this uh, vision or this dream. I don't, it was more like uh, a um, out-of-body experience or a near-death experience. I didn't know what it was at the time. It wasn't until later that uh, a natural projection fit more of what it was. Mm -hmm. But I I went to see my grandfather in this astral projection, and it, I don't know if we have time to go into it. I don't know if you want me to or not. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'd love to hear but, it. Well, what, I, what happened in the beginning of this, I was in the corner of this room looking down, and I realized I was in a hospital room. And I, when I was looking down, I was looking down onto a gurney, and this doctor and this nurse was looking over this person on this gurney, and this person had died, and they were talking back and forth to each other. And I, I realized that that person was me. And that's kind of weird seeing your own body on, on a gurney you know, and you're dead. And about the, at the same time, I started going up. And I went through the ceiling in that one room, and I went through the roof of the hospital. And I could see the, it was nighttime, and I could see the lights of the uh, town. It was not a huge city, but of the town uh, as I was going up. And I thought, what a beautiful uh, place it is at night, all the lights and everything, you know. And, but I was picking up speed, and I was going really fast. Um, and anyway, before I knew it, really, I was like in outer space, and I could look down on the earth. And, you know, the earth from that height is very beautiful up there, you know, the oceans and the clouds and everything. And I was thinking to myself, I, or I probably said it out loud, but I think I was thinking to myself, <laughs> what a beautiful place the earth is from up there, you know. But then I started thinking, what a ugly place it is when you're down on the surface, you know, the wars and the and the rapes and the murders and everything right. that mankind has done to the earth and everything. What an ugly place it is down there. And all of a sudden this voice came to me and it said, the earth is fulfilling the purpose for which it was created. Now that's a very astute uh, sentence right there. I don't know where it came from, but it was shot right into my brain like a, a bullet. The earth is fulfilling the purpose for which it was created. And then at about, the same, like that. at about the same time, I started wondering about my myself. I, I realized I was dead, and I was wondering if I was going to heaven or hell. And at the, that, I knew I did some things bad, but I didn't think I did that many things bad, you know? But anyway, this voice came to me again, and it said, because of the things you did in your lifetime, the choices that you made, the and the uh, hardships that you had to get over and all this uh, is the reason why you're where you're at today. Now, I didn't know exactly what it, what it meant by that, but I was going up, so I kind of figured maybe I was going to heaven, you know, and so... But at, at the same time, I was wondering about my family since I was dead. Who was going to support them? What were they going to be doing since I wasn't there anymore? And that voice came back again, and it said, 
because of the things you had to do, because of the choices that you made and the stumbling blocks and the hardship that you had to go through and get over is, is, is the reason that they will be where you're at today also. Which gave me, everybody's responsible for their own salvation, if you want to call it that. Uh, uh, so, you know, if you did bad on your life, created murder and whatever else, you probably wouldn't have got that same statement that I did. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, anyway, I I realized I was going at a tremendous rate of speed at this time. And I, I, couldn't, I could not see the earth anymore. I was among the stars. And I didn't realize before that stars are different colors. There's reds and blues and uh, all kinds of colors. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but as I was remembering this, all of a sudden the, the stars became white streaks. And I was really going fast. And then all of a sudden the, it became dark, black. Uh, I can't tell you how black it was. I couldn't see my finger before my face or my hand. And I was getting just about ready to say, whoa, wait a minute here. Maybe I'm going to hell. Or I was getting fearful when all of a sudden I saw that pinhole light in front of me like a near-death experiencer would see. Right. And I kept my eye on that because that's the only thing I could see. And that pinhole light kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, I went into that light. And the minute I hit that light, it's just like somebody put on the brakes, I started pulling down. And anyway, that light is love and compassion and charity and all the good feelings that go along with that. And it goes right straight through your body. It's not an emotion. That was a physical thing. And... I can't tell you what it felt like to have that go through your body. You know, you can tell your wife that you love her. You can tell your next door neighbor that you love them. But you, that's an emotion. And it's, it's different from what I felt. Totally different. It's almost like that black space was a time of reckoning. You know, a space of reckoning. Yeah. Recognition. Yeah. But anyway, as I went into this light, I I never wanted to get out of that light. I never wanted to get out of it. I never experienced anything like that before in my life. But I was slowing down. I was going through that light. Then all of a sudden, I saw this person, person. And it, I'm going to tell you right now, it looked like Jesus Christ or God. He had long hair. He was in a robe, a white robe. And he, was, uh, he had worse sandals. And he was like leaning up against a rock or a boulder, and he or he was sitting on it, one or the other. But at that, he was presenting himself to me as as Jesus Christ. I I don't know what, how he would present himself to like a Buddhist or a Hindu or you know even an American Indian. But to me, he presented himself to me as Jesus Christ. And I think that's because I was raised that way. You know, that's one thing that, that I would recognize. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but whoever it was, whatever energy it was, I didn't want to leave it. But at that time, I blacked out. I think later on, years later, I think what they did was they erased my memory. To me, at the time, I thought I blacked out because I don't remember anything else until I woke up. I was in a, a field and it had uh, deep grass in it. Had, it was like a clover and it had uh, little flowers in it and stuff. I always like to call it a metal. And, but anyway, I woke up in this uh, metal and I could hear birds in the trees. There was like a forest on the other side of this field. Uh, I could hear the animals and stuff. I could hear water in the background, like a creek or a small stream. And I could see the sun. And it was almost like Earth, just like Earth. I thought I had to come back to Earth for some reason. But anyway, I stood up. And when I stood up, I realized I was in the middle of a ring of people. 
And those people were my ancestors that had died before me. And, or, or my close friends also. But anyway, the thing, the person that I was concentrating on was my grandfather who stood right in front of me. And he was telling me telepathically how much he loved me and stuff like that. And I was able to tell him that telepathically also. I thought I could tell him that with my mouth, my voice, but I didn't have to. Mm -hmm. uh, they communicated telepathically, mind to mind, spirit to spirit. And uh, so anyway, I blacked out right after that. Again, I think my memory was erased again. But anyway, the last thing I remember was my grandfather and I was walking along the path that was next to this forest. And he was telling me things, but I didn't know what he was telling me. I couldn't hear him. I don't remember him. And uh, uh, we were walking side by side and then zap. Next thing I knew, I was in bed. I woke up. It was morning time. But I felt like I had stood just before God. I felt like I was glowing. Uh, and I had that feeling for about two weeks. And this is an experience that stayed with me for the rest of my life. I'm 72 years old now. And I remember it just like it happened yesterday. And I'm going to tell you right now. As I got older from 1983, my abilities became stronger as time went on, I got older. And I think it was because of this experience. I also think that there were things that happened to me in this experience that made me where my abilities became stronger and right. I remembering things. I started remembering things that they told me and taught me. And I also, there's no time there. They don't have time. Right. And since there's no time there, they can live forever. And since I was there with them, I could live forever too. And I didn't age any. But I think I could have been there five years, 10 years, 20 years. I don't know. But all I know is when I came back, they brought me back to a time when I was supposed to get up in the morning. But I, I started remembering bits and pieces of things, uh, and it was from this journey. I know it was. And the reason why they didn't hide it all on in my brain at the same time, I think because it would have overloaded me. You know what I mean? Right. I think a lot of it, I needed maturity. I need to needed to experience life more. And I needed to experience more things that I needed to experience in or, order to uh, realize what was going on. And But uh, like they showed me, there's nine levels of heaven, if you want to call it heaven. I called it heaven. But there's nine levels of, I believe they're probably different dimensions. And these different dimensions you can progress up these different dimensions as you learn the rules and regulations and the ordinances of the universe. And as you progress, you can move on from one uh, dimension to the next. And I saw nine of them. There could be more, but no less. Um, they were telling me all kinds of things. You don't have time for me to tell them all. But uh, they, as I went along, like I said, my abilities became stronger. I called myself a passive medium before because I could, I, I could feel the, uh, it's hard to explain. I could not do a reading back then. I could not do a reading. I knew they were there. I could see them, feel them, and so on and so forth, but I couldn't do a reading. I could, didn't have the ability to do that, but now I do. And that ability has become very strong, as a matter of fact. Um, I want to apologize for my connection issues. <laughs> That's can all right. 
Am I is my am I coming across clearly when I speak, or is it just my video? Yeah, you, no, you can I hear you. Okay, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> I keep freezing, making funny faces. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Adam, I, I see that. I've, I've tried three different devices. I'm having trouble. I'm, I'm having more luck not being on Wi-Fi and using my 5G signal. So I do apologize, guys. But, you hey, know, no I think problem. I was kicked off. But like you was talking about spirits, I think my grandmother didn't want me to cry on the, the <laughs> podcast. She kicks me off. She's like, no, well, you know you're what? not going to do that. <laughs> You know, I hate, I hate to interrupt Alan, too, but I was telling him it's funny how we lost you at the time that he said your grandma was backing up. So it was kind of it was kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah he, he didn't. Well, she didn't want me to cry. on. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh -huh. That's uh, I know and I felt it instantly and I'm like, oh great, <laughs> he's knocked me <laughs> off my show. And then my son, you know, starts going nuts and, you know, he's he's connected to spirit. I was like, okay, bear with me, guys. I'm usually a little bit somewhat more professional, somewhat. Uh, that's this an interesting story. to me all the time on radio shows. Yeah, I was right. going to ask you about that. Video, though. Yeah, I, was, I wanted to ask you that. I didn't uh, think it would happen, but. <laughs> Alan, like about doing readings, I mean, does, I, I know we talked about how you can open up that door, but, I mean, can you be talking to anyone and somebody comes through, or? Um, uh, pretty much so, but uh, usually, when that happens, I can tell right away because I try to validate right. the spirit when they come through with the person that it's supposed to be for. And if it's all gobbledygook, you know, and everything, the person that I'm supposed to be doing the reading for it goes, that's not me. That's not, that never happened, you know, stuff like that. Then I know the spirit that I got is something else, you know. Okay. And it just went, that they it's like being on TV, somebody a uh, photo bombing, you know. <laughs> okay. okay, that's pretty much what if they just want to communicate with the, the medium. So I have to get rid of them and bring in the person that really wants right. to. Okay, and spirits are different strengths, also, you know. And a lot of the spirits that I get are very strong and they come through and they just push the other ones out of the way. Oh, wow. And then yeah. some are very weak, and I almost have to bring them forward, you know. I can call them forward if I have to. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, when you die, uh, you don't go into the ground. Your spirit leaves your body immediately when you die. And you go to this place, if you were a halfway decent person, you go to this place where my grandfather was, and this is the place that I like to call paradise. It's not really heaven, but it's not hell, and it's a nice place to be. There's no illness there. Uh, there's, uh, it's perfect. Just uh, pure energy. Just pure energy. Exactly. Every everything there is spirit, and it's all energy, and, and it's a beautiful place to be. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much you know of the Bible or anything, but in the crucifixion, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, there was also two criminals that was hanging on their crosses at the same time. And this one crim criminal says, if you are the son of God, why don't you come down off that cross and save us too? And then the other criminal looked at Jesus and he says, Lord, Please remember me when you go into your kingdom today. And Jesus said, you will be with me in paradise today. And when he said paradise, he, you know, the rest of the Bible calls it heaven and whatever. I, I believe that's the only place that it describes it as paradise. And it's a different place. Jesus even called it by a different name. It's paradise. And it says lowest level of heaven. And there is where you learn to start moving up to different levels. Different levels of uh, paradise. From there to the second level. It's all dimensions. That's what it is. Uh, you learn about the universe. You learn everything. You know, the top level is where God's at. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't care. You could call him Buddha. You could call him whatever you want to call him. 
he's the one, it's the energy that created the universe. And when you get to the top level, you can become like him. You can become like that energy because you'll have all the knowledge that he has. It's explained also in the Bible that we are sons and daughters of this God. And if we are, just like mother and father here on earth, we want our children to exceed to the best that they can be. And that's what this is. When we reach that top level, we become like him. Now, if we are like him, then we become uh, creators ourselves. We can create our own earths, our own universes, and do what he does. Uh, It's mind-bending, but I'm telling you, this is what they told me. Um, uh, To be like him is something that it's hard for a mind to comprehend. You're probably looking at me now like I got two heads and eight eyes. (laughs) That's what I told, you know? Well, my spirit guide is a star, so <laughs> the serious star. So, I mean, I mean, fight on that one, you know. <laughs> it's just like somebody telling you telling somebody you see your Bigfoot, you know, they look at you like, yeah, right, you know, there's no such thing as Bigfoot. Well, that's the same way with me. And that's the reason why they couldn't tell me some of this stuff in the beginning when I first had that experience, because it was probably more than my mind would have taken. And I probably would would have uh, not believed it and just threw it out of my mind, and that would have been the end of it. But as I received it, I could comprehend what uh, what was being told to me and what was uh, I was taught. And there's so many different things; it's unreal. Uh, I also went to hell. My last book, my eighth book, was called to hell, called to heaven. And when I was called to hell, uh, there's I saw five different levels of hell, and it's the same way in hell. If a person in hell can bring themselves up, they can move to the different levels of hell to the top one. I I don't know if they can move from, from the top one over to the lowest kingdom in heaven. I don't know if they can do that, but they can ease their punishment and their um whatever you torment and torture when they get up onto the top level of hell. And hell is not what you think it is. Hell is not fire and brimstone. It just feels that way. What I felt in in heaven with all the love and uh, compassion and all that stuff, in hell it's just the opposite. There's Lies, deceit, trickery, yeah. Yeah, yeah. everything. Hatred, fear. Fear is a very big one. Uh, everything is in that hell, and it goes straight through your body just like the other side does it. And I can resonate with the, the way you feel about heaven and hell because that's because I, you know, I did metaphysical for 10 years before I got into paranormal, and yeah. I, I kind of understand energy and the way guides and, you know, yeah. connect with spirit long before I started investigating. I can, you know, and I, so I can totally get that. I, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. I can see that. I can visualize that for sure. And hell is a place that's really dark. It's not as dark as outer space because I could see shadows and stuff, but it's really dark there. And what I I was on a path, and I saw buildings on either side of the path, but it was dark. I, I, the windows were dark. I didn't see anything in them. And I had there was one a radio show. Uh, they had a call-in session, and this one caller says. Well, do you think the buildings could be a jail, like a prison? And I thought, what the hell? Yeah, even in the Bible, uh, hell is described as a prison. And that's probably what I saw. It was a prison where some of the work ones were being kept. And I'm going like this to myself, you know, I, I should have known that. I wasn't told that. I was told that by a listener on the telephone that night. I have a question. We, sorry, we briefly spoke earlier about attachments because I just went through a hell of a one. Can you share with us about your experience? And I'd like to share what mine was. And okay, 
Eileen uh, Jones is trying to FaceTime me. She knows I'm on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, I write my books. I, I do everything on my smartphone. And I write my books on them and everything. And uh, I was writing my book. Uh, in fact, it was my last book called The Hell Called to Heaven. And I was writing about the spirit that called me to hell. He called me there to help him. I couldn't help him because mm -hmm. he, he put himself there. And, um, and as I was writing this uh, chapter about that, I picked up this uh, spirit. I picked up this attachment. And it left me with all the uh, uh, emotions and everything that I felt down there. So whatever I picked up, I picked up from down there. I'm sure it did. And it was really dark. And uh, I, was, I had hatred and I had fear. I, I, I tried to pick fights with my wife. I had arguments with people, in, you know, just on the street, out in the store or whatever. Uh, and I went about two weeks like this. And uh, I had trouble sleeping. Uh, it was just a really a bad time. I really didn't know what was wrong with me. And then it dawned on me. I picked up an, uh, an attachment. But I didn't know you could pick up an attachment from writing. You know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. No? But I did. Uh, all, the only thing I can think of, this, uh, this phone is smarter than what it looked. I think it he, came through this phone. I really do. Well, but what's anyway, your writing? He, You opened up that experience. Exactly. But exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it could have been the same spirit that was trying to get me to go down there and help him out. But anyway, I, I, go ahead. And I, I, it's so funny because when you say things, I can visualize them because I have done some negative energy work and so, you know, help. I've done some things with some people, you know, as far as trying to, you know, transcend others. But um, I was. At a location, we weren't sure if it was haunted or not, but I'd been in there a few times. I don't know what I felt, so I brought uh, Lauren Gonzalez with me, and we decided to go in there, and then a couple hours later, we decided to go back in. It's on my friend's property. It's an old concrete plant. Well, we go back in, and all of a sudden, I mean, she's picking up on what I did. There was somebody's chest that was being, like, got scrubbed, like compressed, and he died. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting, like, it was like a forklift dropped on him or a vehicle. He, you know, he got he got crushed. And also a heart attack, and, and she was picking out upon it in the same spots instantly. But we decided to go back in later that night, and there was a spirit in there that was asking for our help, like pretty much begging us. So we crossed him over, and then as soon as that was done, I just started yelling like, "That was mine! That was mine! That was mine!" It was. He was pissed, and I was like, "There's a okay." There was a dominant male energy that was holding other spirits there because he was an asshole. He used to work yeah. there is what I was getting. Sorry, my language, but. So we left, and when we were, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be in here. I don't like this energy. We'll deal with this at another time. So we were leaving, and I went, when I left the building, I could feel him still, like, the pressure of him just being mad and angry at me. And I was like, yeah. no, you've got to stay here. But, you know, I, my friend was leaving, so we got her in the car. Then I went inside my friend's house, and I went and I went straight to sleep. Woke up the next day. I was supposed to go, you know, drive out of town to go to an investigation, and I was just like, you know what? I, I don't, you know, I don't think I'm going to make it. This retrograde, this Mercury retrograde's got me pretty bad. So, for, <laughs> you know, because it was so bad. I, I mean, I was irritable. I was angry. I was, I was cussing out my three-year-old. Yeah. I mean, that that's horrible. Sometimes we slip words, but I mean, I was getting like, get me, pardon my French. Yeah. I was being very petty <laughs> with my neighbors, with yeah, with my friends. I mean, then I was crying, you know, because I don't know what was wrong with me. And I tried saging. I tried crystals. I tried doing, you know. All different kinds of things. Well, I got some holy tar water one night, and I would make my own holy tar water. It's, it's pretty intense process, but I put some on my forehead, and it instantly burned. And I was like, "Really? This stuff isn't supposed to burn." And I swear this was my experience. So right then, I started making me think. I'm like, "Okay, something's going on here." So I got some holy water, and I got a crucifix one that fits in my hand properly, and I recited. St. Michael's Prayer would douse at myself with this stuff. But I did it, you know, like 15, 20 times. If I stuttered, I would start over. And the intent I had, I was yelling it out because I wanted it gone. And then instantly I felt better. But yeah. I mean, that what you, yeah, when you can't, if you haven't had a real full on attachment, like inside you attachment, not just hanging out with you around the corner. Yeah. 
like a full blown inside of you. I don't want to ever experience that again, but it was a yeah. lesson learned. I definitely approached investigating a lot differently. I thought I was pretty, no one's invisible. No one's invincible. And we're all at risk. Uh, but I knew I, I knew I wasn't hundred percent foolproof, but I didn't really understand how easy it was for them just to go. Well, you, and, you know, know, earthbound spirits are stronger too than the ones that's passed and went through the veil. Uh, uh, they they still got their abilities and stuff when they were alive, pretty much, you know. Uh, as a human being, you have abil- abilities. Uh, people don't realize that. Uh, but just the average Joe Blow citizen can put their hands on somebody, and they have energy to maybe not heal but to comfort people and stuff like that, you know. And uh, uh, earthbound uh spirits like the one that was uh, on you mm-hmm. uh, has a lot more energy uh, yet. Now, the one that oh, was attached to me came from hell, basically, and his energy was different. It was more like it was refined in the <clears throat> aspects of bad and evil. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and uh, uh, I, I was able to save myself and bless myself and I was able to get rid of it. I, I think it took me about two two doses of saging, and uh, I also did our house too, and, uh, and saging myself to get over it. But uh, yeah, it was an experience, uh, something that I wouldn't want to do. And I, I looked at ghost hunters in a different way after that, also, uh, like a ghost hunter program, you know, like Zach. Yeah. I don't know how they go through these buildings and him uh, doing what he does. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> without being, a demon. Without being yeah. attacked by 10 spirits by the time he gets out of the place, you know. But uh, I guess he has a regimen he does before and after. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's a, yeah, Zach Bagans is a. Is a Interesting character. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't really watch those shows. I don't really watch TV, but I, I will stream like Dead Files because I love Amy Allen. I like the way she investigates. I like to, you know. Amy Allen, she's great. You know, I have abilities with her abilities, but mine impressed, you know, like I'm just a first grader or something. She is terrific. Uh, she can go in a room and, you know, uh, I can't do that. I could if I was in there for a while. But she can walk in and point out the spirits and talk to them and everything else, you know. And I would have to have if I was in the room for a moment. Not like her. She says absolutely true. She's really a good medium. Uh, she really is. Never seen one like her. Yeah. I don't know what happened. We were kind of losing your voice there. You kind of sound like you're far off now. Oh, really? Me? Yeah. I mean, I mean we can understand you and hear you, but it's not like you're just far away. Like you're yelling really? in the glass. Like you're yelling in the glass jar. Yeah. Really? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me try turning the mic off and back on. Huh? Hell no. Better now. No, it's the same way. Yeah. I mean, we can understand you. You know, we can hear you, but it just sounds like you're farther off now we are having technical issues tonight huh the yeah, spirits are like, yeah. play with them yeah <laughs> i don't have any I'm, 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 i don't have anybody on my side over here so yeah <laughs> my spirit yeah my spirits want to play with your spirits alan <laughs> so they kicked him off now let me, let me send him a message oh. he, kicked oh. him. he got kicked off yeah, I was having major technical issues tonight. That's weird. But I, I know I got a new device and everything, but I went back to my old, you know, Chromebook and everything. Oh, really? Yeah, now I'm freezing up over here on this screen. What the I mean, heck look, is going on, Joe? You look good on my end. <laughs> I'm frozen on. Okay, well, okay, this is weird. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, like I was telling Joe. This happens to me all the time. 
uh, audio, not audio so much, but yeah, audio problems. Spirits uh, do it. Yeah. They like electrical stuff. Let's say my spirits are messing with your spirits. <laughs> they yeah, go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I think they know that we're coming close to the end of the show and they want to communicate or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they want to say something. I, I, that's what I wanted to ask you, too. You know, we're, we're coming close to the end. Do you have anything you want to tell people, you know, as far as uh, just, you know, your experiences, you know, you know, that you've had? Maybe people who experience this and don't know how to handle it or don't know how to. I don't know, control it. I mean, what kind of advice would you tell some people? Well, one thing I want to let people know is uh, there is a place you go when you die. A lot of people feel that when you die, that's it. But the minute you die, the minute your heart stops beating, your spirit leaves your body. And it goes to a, a place where... Uh, you can prepare to go into your afterlife and that's a good place if you were a good person but you still go into a place where you prepare for your afterlife even if you were a bad person but anyway uh, if you know that fact you tend to live your life differently I, I know I changed a lot since then um, also uh, if you're having emotional problems and stuff like that uh if you see people if you hear people that are spirits they're not in the room chances are you have some kind of a ability you're either an empath or a, a medium uh it would be best to work on those things and learn about them and hone them to where you're comfortable with them and you know how to deal with them. That way, you're not you're you're not so uh, upset about them. It won't drive you crazy. I I had a talk show once uh, I was on, and a lady called in, and she she was actually crying. She said, "Mr. Wright, she said, can you help me?" And I said, "Well, I, I try to." I said, "What's wrong?" She said, "I think I'm crazy." I said, Why do you think you're crazy? She said. The psychiatrist says uh, that uh, I'm crazy, and he's given me medicine and everything. And she said, "But when I take the medicine, I feel like I'm dead." And I said, "Well, do you see people that aren't there?" And she said, "Yes." I said, "Do you uh, hear people that's talking, and you're not, and they're not there?" She said, "Yes." And I said, well, I believe you're a medium. You have abilities. <clears throat> I said, what you need to do is find a medium in your area if you can and, and see if he'll talk to you and help you out with what's going on with you. I said, and if they're willing to help you, I said, uh, you'll be able to understand what's going on. And, you know, by the time I got through talking to her, she was actually... Uh, laughing and uh, carrying on and she realized that uh, she wasn't crazy after all and I believe a lot of the mentally ill people out there aren't actually mentally ill I think a lot of times they're uh, they've got abilities that they just don't know how to handle or what they are they and there's a lot of people out there that are more than willing to mentor people and help them the right way because, you know, when, when people are gifted, they can sense when other people are gifted and, you know, if they were going down the wrong way or if they need help. And I, I mean, I've had a lot of people really reach out to me and I talk to, I have like a, a whole army of people that I call and message that are always there for me. So, yeah, it's important to like talk to other people that are like-minded when you are definitely different-minded. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Exactly. It, it, you, you kind of brought up a good point there, Alan. I think a lot of times, and uh, we've talked this like on early on one of the early episodes about uh, you know, I see like a lot of homeless people who, who may indeed have mental issues and it might be, you know, crazy. I hate to say that word yeah. about them, you know. Um, they might really be picking up stuff and when we see them talking yeah. on the streets to themselves, they might be actually talking to somebody and they might not even understand what's going on with them, you know. So I, so I, I, I think uh, Exactly. You know, 
those people might have uh, abilities that they just don't know how to handle and are treated by the medical field in different ways, you know? Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. I think also, if you um, go into uh, a quiet room and just meditate, you don't have to be a professional at it. Just go in there and meditate and just uh, be quiet. Let your mind go quiet and drown out all the noise and stuff from from the outside. I think you would be able to, like, if you wanted to communicate with, with one of your dead ancestors, like your grandmother or grandfather, you might not be able to hear them. But I'm willing to bet you'd be able to feel them because they'd be around you. Uh, uh, they reach out and touch you. I know they do. And you'd be able to feel that touch. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, that's all it would take to communicate on the other side. I know this for a fact. Um, uh, when you go through the veil, also, when it's your turn to die, to go through the veil, you're going to have ancestors come, your grandmother, grandfather, your great-grandmother, great-grandfather, your mother and father, if they're dead, they're going to come and help help you through the veil. And there's going to be a period of uh, adjustment after you go through the veil uh, to acclimate you to the other side. Because being in the spirit world is different than being in the physical world. In that world, believe it or not, you've never been in before. Now, you were in a pre-existence before you came to this earth, but you were never in the afterlife, after this earth. So there's a period of acclimation. Some spirits, like, uh, spirits, like I said, are really strong. And they go through it pretty quickly. But some spirits, uh, the acclimation is uh, longer, and uh, I can't communicate with them through acclimating to the other side. Some spirits it can really quick, like like a month or two, but what is they, that have go, noise? they have to go through and get acclimated before they can uh, communicate and stuff. Very, what very is well. what is that noise, Joe? That's like someone. Breathing in a, in a mic or breathing heavy. Is that you? I know, I, I, no, I, I, I've been hearing it too. That sounds like someone's breathing and, in on the and mic. It's and it's not I him because he's, yeah, he's talking. <laughs> no, I thought it was you. There's I'm some like, breathing yeah. going on through yeah. the mics here, like through the headphones. I'm hearing like, yeah, that's, hey. I'm co-host of a uh, podcast that's uh, crossed over uh, Connections. And a couple of weeks ago on the show, we had the same problem. And it was a voice coming through. And it wasn't a That's nice what it was. And what I had to do, I had to do a blessing for the show. And it went quiet after that, after that blessing. I cast it out, it's what I did. And it went quiet. And we're getting the same thing here now. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> I don't think it's an evil presence. They just no, it's not. It just wants to talk. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. Like I said, I have them around me all the time. Oh, that's good. That's good. That was that was awesome. I was like, "This is very good." I'll play oh, that back. Uh, I'll play yeah. that back later and listen yeah. to it. Hey, Mr. Allen, thanks a lot for coming on the show, man. It was really cool yeah. having you. We got to have you back. There's there's so much more we could talk to you about. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I've got a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the oh, house uh, I lived in. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. I appreciate it. And all the guys in the chat room, you guys did a great job as always, man. Uh, thanks for participating. And Shannon, you have any last words? Uh, just again, apologize for the my connection, but it was really nice to meet you, Alan. I enjoyed nice it. We definitely also. have a lot more to talk about, but we'll have to do this again. Exactly, so. yeah. I really liked it. I appreciate it. First mm -hmm. time on uh, video, and I, I guess I did all right. <laughs> yeah, you did great. You did great. Oh, you did great. Yeah, you did great, yeah, you did great too. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like a voice almost, didn't it? It's doing it again. Yeah. yeah. That sounded like a voice. We need to go back and listen to the end of this episode. But uh, oh, I will. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, 
I can't hear it. Oh, I can hear it. We, we They're got still doing phones. it. They're still yeah. doing it. I'm gonna slow it down and listen to it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Say it backwards. You hear it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is anybody rubbing the mic or anything? I, know, my, I got a freestanding mic. My mic's on my uh, phone. I'm the only one in the room. <laughs> it's still doing it, it. it. It sounds like an EVP session, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> I love it when it does that. Okay, that's yeah. cool. That's cool, man. All right, guys. Y'all guys, thanks for tuning in. You two hold on real quick. We're going to end the show for here in a second. Thanks a lot, everyone, for tuning Bye, in. Guys. And, uh, hopefully, we can go back and listen to the end of this episode and see if we pick anything up. They're saying bye. <laughs>